the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Memory is a wonderful thing, isn't it? It's just what would you? What if we didn't have a memory? But there's so you know sometimes there's bad memories, but you know there's a lot of really good memories. Uh, a memory I'm going to talk about this morning briefly. I was sitting there maybe three weeks ago, and a, a, a memory came to me, a song. It just popped into my head. And uh, the minute it popped into my head, I said, that's the homily next time I get up. The song, and I'm not going to sing it for you. Uh, I thought I might, but I won't. I don't want to dazzle you. But, and, of course, Valerie would be jealous. But... Uh, Evangelical Covenant Church, Pasadena, California, 539 North Lake Avenue, 1955. I was the song leader. Before there were worship bands, before there were worship leaders, there were song leaders. George Beverly Shea, the most classic. Churches had song leaders, and Pastor John was the song leader at the Pasadena Covenant Church. Evening service, many, many times, would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's Wonderful power in the blood. And some of you are singing this in your head right now, aren't you? Because the chorus went, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Remember the song? I see a lot of heads shaking. Oh, we love that song. And uh, I got to pick the songs, and I was smart enough to know to pick that enough times on Sunday night because we loved to sing it. We had someone wailing away on a Hammond organ and someone wailing away on a 10-foot grand. And we'd sing, and I'd get to the last stanza, and now sing it as if you mean it. And we sang it a little louder. Whether we sang it, whether we meant it more or not, I don't know. Now, don't you think for a minute I'm making fun of that song. I'm not. The song is true. There's a couple of problems that came with it. The problem being, I think it was Edgar, no, I wrote it down here somewhere. I used to know it for sure. Uh, Jones was his name. Not Jerry Jones, but a Jones wrote this. He was a graduate of Moody Bible Institute. Graduated in 1899. Easy date for, read, for me to remember. That's the year my dad was born. 1899, Moody Bible Institute. He wrote a hymn. He wrote it later than that. That's when he graduated. But you need to know Moody Bible Institute. That's, that's got a part in this homily. Because he told something in the hymn that is really true. There is Power in the blood of the Lamb. You heard about it in the gospel. Peter said the Lord, 
feed my lambs. Well, the Lord himself is a lamb. There's power in the blood of the lamb. Now, the problem was that it was an intellectual understanding of the blood, a theological understanding. It had nothing, nothing to do with communion. It had nothing to do with what you're going to do, most of you, in a few moments, when you are going to taste the blood of the lamb, and when you taste that, you need to know there's power in the blood of the lamb. Wonder-working power in the precious blood of the lamb. But that's not what Jones meant when he wrote it. He meant that when Jesus spilled his blood on the cross, there was power in that blood. That's true. But that's where his understanding stopped. And at the Pasadena Covenant Church, that's also where, the, where that understanding stopped because we had communion four Sunday nights a year. Every quarter we had communion. Didn't do it on Sunday morning. took too much time. But we did it on Sunday night, four times a year, and we were very sure that there was no power in that grape juice. That grape juice was nothing more than a symbol. It meant nothing. And we made sure everybody in the church knew it meant nothing. It was a dogma. It's just a symbol. And don't you think it's more? Well-catechized congregation. Now, I was, that's what was going through my head. I was sitting there. I wasn't even paying attention to the rest of Matt. I was just sitting there with this delightful memory, saying to myself, self, next homily. Now listen carefully. Do you have, you see this? Everybody look, kids, everybody. Everybody needs a little red book. Or you say, Father John, it's black. You need a little red book. Uh, we kind of like the black ones up here, but get a little red book. I'm going to read you a prayer from St. John Chrysostom. I'm going to read it for you. Not going to say much about it. Don't need to. If I needed to, then I wouldn't, act, I wouldn't encourage you to use it. You've got to sit down and do a whole lot of stuff about it. No, it's very simple. Prayer of St. John Chrysostom, not the one we're going to use in just a few moments. It's a prayer from St. John Chrysostom that is used by millions of Orthodox Christians in prayers we pray before receiving communion. Uh, I normally do these in the middle of the night on Sunday morning, like about 1.30 or 2, because I'm awake every morning at 1.30 or 2, okay? And these prayers are prayers before communion. Okay, here we go. Oh, Lord my God, I am not worthy nor sufficient that you should enter under the roof into the habitation of my soul. I like that. 
for it is all deserted and in ruins. And thou hast not a fitting place in me to lay thy head. But as from the heights of thy glory thou didst humble thyself, so now bear in me, bear me in my humility as thou didst deign to lie in a manger in a cave, so deign now also to come into the manger of my mute soul and corrupt body. Well, we got the context pretty well, right? Now, what are we going to do about it? As thou didst not refrain from entering, entering into the house of Simon the leper, or shrink from eating there with sinners, so also vouchsafe. That means super grant. That's what vouchsafe means. Super grant. Vouchsafe to enter into the house of my poor soul. All leprous and full of sin. Thou didst not reject the sinful woman who ventured to draw near to touch thee, so also have pity on me, a sinner, approaching to touch thee. You are going to touch God today. Staggering. Okay. And grant that I that I may partake of thine all holy body and precious blood. For ten things. Ten things. For one, sanctification. That means you get holified. For sanctification. Two, enlightenment. Three, strengthening of my weak soul and body. Four, the relief from the burden of my sins. Well, Mr. Jones had that one, didn't he? Would you be free from your burden of sin? Well, there it is, right there from our Father amongst the saints, John Chrysostom. Five, for my preservation against all the snares of the devil. Woo! Six, for victory over all my sinful and evil habits. Seven, for the mortification of my passions. Eight, for obedience to thy commandments. Nine, for growth in thy divine grace. Ten, for entrance into thy kingdom. That's what you get. When you receive communion, that's probably just opening. Would you say there's power in the blood? There's power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. How marvelous, how grand, how. All those things, I don't need to elucidate on any of them. You understand them. Oh, if there's power in the blood. Today you're going to touch God, and God's going to touch you. He's going to come into you. He's going to come into you, and I, I'm going to read 
the whole prayer. We're going to close with a prayer as a prayer. I preached on the prayer, but we're going to close with the prayer. There's two words in the prayer that you probably, you may not know. Some of you don't. One of the words is reigns. R-E-I-N-S, reigns. You know what your reigns are? They're, they're your down inside guts. It's your kidneys and your liver and your gizzards. You understand what I mean? I mean, that's, that's what it means. Your guts, your reins, and it's meant very literally. And the other word is bodiless servitors. And then it, you'll hear the context. What does it mean by bodiless servitors? Well, there's the thousands, thousands, ten thousands of thousands of angels and archangels. That's who the bodiless servitors are. So, is there power in the blood? Is there wonder-working power in the blood? Would you be free from your burden of sin? And the nine other things besides that? Let us praise the Lord. O Lord my God, I know that I am not worthy nor sufficient that thou shouldst enter under the roof of my habitation of my soul, for it is all deserted and in ruins, and thou hast not a fitting place in me to lay thy head. But as from the heights of thy glory thou didst humble thyself, so now bear me in my humility As thou didst deign to lie in a manger in a cave, so deign now also to come into the manger of my mute soul and corrupt body. As thou didst not refrain from entering into the house of Simon the leper, or shrink from eating there with sinners, so also vouchsafe to enter the house of my poor soul all leprous and full of sin. Thou didst not reject the sinful woman who ventured to draw near to touch thee. So also now have pity on me, a sinner approaching to touch thee, and grant that I might partake of thine all-holy body and precious blood for sanctification, enlightenment, of, and strengthening of my weak soul and body, for the relief from the burden of my many sins, for my preservation against all the snares of the devil, for victory over all my sinful and evil habits, for the mortification of my passions, for obedience to thy commandments, for growth in thy grace, and for the inheritance of thy kingdom. For it is not with careless heart that I approach thee, O Christ my God. But I come trusting in thine infinite goodness and fearing lest I be drawn afar from thee and become the prey of the wolf of souls. Wherefore I pray thee, O Master, who alone art holy, that thou wouldst sanctify my soul and body, my mind and my heart and reigns and renew me entirely. Implant in my members the fear of thee be thou my helper and guide, directing my life in the paths of peace, and make me worthy to stand at thy right hand with thy saints, 
through the prayers and intercessions of thine immaculate mother, of thy bodiless servitors, of the immaculate powers, and of all the saints who from all the ages have been well-pleasing unto thee. Amen. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb.